to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the Runner X Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Caroline, and I'm here with Coach Valerie. And Coach Valerie, we've been talking a lot about this idea of we get injured and a lot of times and it's nothing against doctors or PT. I think they're totally doing what, what's best, but they'll tell you to not move or they'll tell you, put your foot in a boot or, or we will instinctively say, Oh, I can't move. I can't do anything. But, <laughs> uh, you know, we were just talking about this this week and I'll give a little backstory for the, for our listeners. Um, last a week ago, Friday. So almost a week to the day, I, not a, nothing was going on. I hadn't actually been working out. Um, I'd been just doing stuff around my house. I got up off the couch and I had a spasm in my glute guys that literally had me falling to the floor. Like I could not put weight. It was going down my leg, down my it band. I was like, Oh my, my husband even heard me going, Oh my mother of God. Right. <laughs> and my first thought was where are my tuna falls? Right. Cause Valerie, you know, I have the tuna balls. So I had to kind of limp over to the counter where I keep the tuna balls and I grabbed it out and I laid down in my kitchen and I started rolling. And my point was twofold. One, I didn't just collapse. I said, where, how do I get rid of this spasm? So I went to go find the balls. And then when Valerie came back in town and we met on Monday, I emailed her. It was still hurting. I'd still been rolling all weekend. It was still spasming. I was still walking and moving, but it was still causing me pain. So I emailed my coach and said, I'm going to come into the gym this morning, but I just want to roll. And so let's talk about that. Like I came into the gym that morning, Valerie, and I said, I explained the spasm. I explained how proud I was of myself for getting the balls. But what is it you told me to do? Let's tell our listeners what I did and what I sh- why you had me do that. Well, I ha- I ha- actually switched her to a, a foam roller um, just to get, just to have more surface area, really. Yeah. But the thing was, and then I had her stay on it. I don't know. I think it was thirty to forty, forty-five. I minutes was on or it so. for thirty minutes because I, okay. I asked her. I said, "Well, well, because I'd only been rolling guys on the tuna ball for maybe two minutes tops." Because, of course, my concern is I'm going to bruise myself. I'm going to hurt myself. I'm going to rip my I'm going to rip my butt. Right. (laughs) But but you made a really good point about that, didn't you? Well, I was laughing because, well, first of all, guys, one of the things that's, you know, I I said to her, I said to Caroline, just just realize people sign up for 90 minute massages. (laughs) And I went, oh, my God, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) we we have such a hard time. with self-care because we yeah. feel like it's a luxury and it's like a, it's a luxury. It's like something you do that's special or, you know, and the reality is it's really needs to be mandatory, like brushing yeah. your teeth. I mean, yeah. And, and it's a bummer because most of us wait until we hurt to do so. And then we're like, what I have to do it for what, how long, you know? Yeah. And so, and here, and here's the other thing. Do you need to foam roll 90 minutes a day, 45 minutes a day? Absolutely not. However, right. if you have a knot, if you have an injury, yeah. <laughs> you have to spend you have to spend more time with the self care. It's it's very funny because Caroline and I are both older, and so when when I got into exercise, there was no such thing as foam rolling. Right, stretching was a thing, but not really. No one really did that. It was like for old people. So I'm yeah. just letting you guys know that I also started my workout life without self care. Really, 
you know, you went, you warmed up a little, whatever, you did a few calf stretches. So it's just interesting that as you get older, um, it just has to be more of a priority. And I tell people, I started, I started stretching. I wish I'd done it younger, but in my thirties, really, like when I really started to take, pay more attention, but the challenge becomes, it's like, if I think to myself, okay, I could spend 90 minutes on a massage. I don't have that kind of time. Could I spend 10 minutes with my roller? Right. You probably could. Cause right. We're all so busy. Right. <laughs> well, and then the, the other thing that I want to kind of bring up was as we were talking, cause she'd been gone during the week. So I hadn't been working out, but I I'm selling my house. So every morning, like that, like for that whole week, almost, almost seven days prior, I was vacuuming my entire house. Every morning I get up and vacuum everything and get it set so that if we had a showing, it was ready. I don't vacuum guys. <laughs> I have somebody that comes in and takes care of that. And I'm not a very big knee freak. So I realized that I have a dominant hand, right? So I vacuum with my right hand and I was pushing off the glute. I was pushing off on that leg. So what I wanted to tell you is that it had nothing to do with running. It had nothing to do with working out. It had to do with a movement that I had not done in years and that I just started doing consistently every day for seven days in a row. So of course my body said, okay, 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 okay. You're doing this repetitive movement and I don't like it. And I bring that up because I think sometimes we think a, a great example is I've got plantar fasciitis. My foot hurts. Well, are you wearing high heels? Are you, did you change your shoes? Did you used to work from home and now you have to put on your dress shoes to go into work? You know, we think that it's all about the run. We think that it's all about what did I do during my run that caused this injury or aggravated this injury? But sometimes it has absolutely nothing to do with your, with your running at all. And, and so can you kind of speak to that? Like how you hurt yourself and how you've been working well, just, yourself through this? Right. Yeah, I just think that the challenge we all have is all of us are going to hurt ourselves one way or another, whether right. it's running, not running. And obviously we're run RX, so we're way more into the running side of it. And that's when a lot of people feel their injuries. So it's a lot better to be fair. Like, I wish I knew, you know, if someone, because a lot of people will be like, I don't know what I did. And then I got this. Yeah. So when you know what it is, it's much easier to correct or not do that again, like, you know, falling off the curb. So, you know, same with me. I pulled my quad, I don't know, like three or four months ago. I really don't know what I did. I, nothing happened that I felt it, but right. I had to also come back from my own injury that I somehow created. So I've done my own self-care like I always do. And one of the challenges I want you guys to know is that I've been through all these injuries. I've had planners. I've had shin splints. Now I've had a pulled quad, which I didn't have before. So it's a new one. And when you're coming back from an injury, most people will try to um, tell me, oh, well, my doctor said I shouldn't do this, or I, I can't move, or I have tight calves, or all these things. And I just want to tell you guys that, first of all, dig around the injury, get a ball, yeah. get a roller, and find what hurts. Where is it hurting? Because if you're scared of the body and you're scared to move it, how are you going to heal? You know, movement is healing. Healing is movement. I'm telling you, it goes together. So we're really big fans of, you know, not running through an injury, not saying that what right, I'm saying right. is get a roller out, get a ball out and find what the problem is. So for example, Caroline's like, I've been doing two minutes. I've been doing two minutes and I'm like, 
two minutes is just, it's not long enough when there's an injury. Two minutes is great as a preventative, really, honestly, guys. But as a, as something, when something's injured, something's going on, you've got to spend more time. So whether it's the calf, whether it's the glute, whether it's the quad, you know, it's not relevant. What's relevant is, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do the self-care. So most people like, all right, I'll do this little extra um, rolling or stretching. I think more people are more likely to stretch than roll. And we're, I'm more like, you guys should roll because the the muscle only contracts and releases. So you really, the more you can relax the muscle guys, the happier it's going to be. So that's one of the big things we have. And when people come in to run our eggs, we've heard this now, even just this week, two people have totally separate injuries. One has a a little bit of a planner, very mild planner. The other one has a, she twisted her ankle a little bit. Both of them, the doctors were like, no running immediately. First thing. (laughs) And one of them said, you can swim. She doesn't know how to swim, has no access to a swimming pool. So one of the things we teach you is that along with the self, along with the self-care, along with the rolling, the stretching, you've got to do movement. Right. Even if it's not, especially non-weight bearing, as you cannot weight bear and get back to weight bearing. If you forget that that's a triangle with us, right? It's skill, strength, self-care. So, okay, the skill is running. I cannot run. All right, we're going to work on strength and self-care to balance you back to running. Right. See what I mean, we're going to make sure that you're doing movement to get back to. So by the way, Caroline was came in Monday, rolled 30, 40 minutes. Wednesday came in and did a small, ex, did rolling still, but then also movement. And today she came in, did a full warm up, and then a full back to her workout. So right. it would have been very easy for her to say, you know what? My glute hurts, my leg hurts, I'm stressed out. I'm just going to take a few days off. And I said, nope, you got to stay on schedule. (laughs) Even if you can't do full movement, any movement counts. And that's, that's kind of what I, what I wanted to bring to the table too, is because I, as I told before Valerie and I started this podcast this morning, I did tell her, I mean, I'm I'm the butt's a little stiff. It's coming up into my back. I will roll after this call uh, with her because I, I didn't want you guys hearing me scream in the background, (laughs) But, but, um, you have to not hide. First off, don't stop moving, but don't hide from your coach. If you right. do come into the membership, <laughs> if you are having an injury, tell your coach, let the coach help you navigate past this. Because if you hide, if you say, well, I'll talk to her when I'm feeling better, I can guarantee you the injury is going to last longer than had you had them work through. And if you don't believe us guys, there are lots of studies out there. Um, and I can, I, I, I'll have to find them and maybe we can put them in the show notes about this idea of, let's say I broke something, like physically broke my arm or broke my leg. I broke a bone. So the bone now has to be actually put in, you know, immobile. So the bone can actually fuse back together. It's been shown that while my foot is in that cast, that if I actually work out the other foot, if I work out the other leg, the other calf, even though this, this leg is totally immobile, you will have less degradation of the muscle because you're still flowing blood to the overall area because you're still getting cardiovascular movement and it will keep your, the, the, the degrading of the muscle that's in the calf will be less than if you would just, I'm going to sit for the whole five weeks or whatever. Um, that they've, they found that that's really powerful. So keep moving, keep like, learn to not be afraid of your body. <laughs> well, 
Well, I mean, I just tell people that. I mean, they'll tell me I can't run for six weeks, but then I'm like, well, are you still sitting on the toilet? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. there's so much good work you can do because guys here, this is, the, here, we'll go with this too. A lot of people, when they come in to run RX, and this is, since this is what I've been doing for just so long, you know, I tell people you, what I'm here to help you with is how to rethink your movement. Not just running though, you'll find it's not just running that I'm helping right. you with. It's standing, it's walking, it's how you how you stand all the time, how you, how you're play with your body weight in space, you know, walking movement is all about shifting body weight. And people don't really play with that a lot as adults. They do as children, but we really don't do that as adults. And when you start to bring back the how and the why of movement, it's not just about running. It becomes about movement. And so the, honestly, the best time to start working on movement is when you're limited. Because then you don't have a race coming up or you don't have to get your miles in. And all of a sudden, like, okay, you know what? I will spend a little time in my glute bridge, really feeling my glutes. Or maybe I will spend some time. You see what I mean? Working with my feet, not just doing 10 10 toe scrunches, check. 10 ankle openers, (laughs) check. But actually feeling your movement. I know it sounds a little hooey and we kind of giggle because we're not hooey people. But I promise you guys, the more that you work with the movement, you have a, a less fear of the body because if I put my foot in a boot, then I'm like put, I'm like putting my foot in time out. I'm like separating yeah. separating it from the rest of the body, and I really would prefer to not do that. So I, I had a, one of the ladies in the group, by the way. So I'm very careful. I'm not a doctor. I get that, but I said to her, "You're working from home. You know, the boot is to protect the foot from someone kicking it or you hitting it against something. It's not helping you heal." Right. Just to recognize that. And so leave it off as much as you can. Talk to it. Wiggle your toes. You know, but you don't have to stand on it. But however, say you had a job where you to stand for eight hours, I would say, yes, wear it. Offset your body weight. You see what I mean? Start yeah. to learn that what is helping me is going to help me move better in everything. That's all. And, and that was going to be my question. So you guys know we go live every Wednesday or almost every Wednesday. Um, and Valerie will answer questions. We also give you drills. We give you strength. We give you skills. We have the reboot in our YouTube channel. If you're injured and you're th- and we're making sense to you and you go, okay, I've got plantar fasciitis or, or I have my calves are really tight or my ankle. I twisted my ankle and I've had a sprain and it's, I'm slow coming back. And you want to know, okay, Valerie, I want to I start the reboot, but I'm not sure how to do ball of foot hops. I'm not sure to how to work on the pony or work on my pose fall pull while I'm nursing this ankle or this foot or this knee, email us, let us know, and we'll answer it on a live. We'll show you how to modify any of, any of our drills, any of our strength can be modified at any step along the process, whether it's only working on one side instead of the other, whether it's using a box when you squat, whether it's um, using, a, I use a box when I do burpees but, uh, because I I'm not at a, at a physical level where I can go all the way to the floor. So in order to do the full movement, I use a box. And sometimes it's lower as I'm, as I'm working out more. Sometimes I raise it back up. But let us know. And Valerie can help. We can all help. We can figure out, okay, and, and maybe she'll even do it on a live. This is how you would do the pony if you have a bad ankle, right? I don't know if you could, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have come back from a lot of broken feet, guys. I mean, I'm a trail yeah. runner. I, I'm telling you, not that it's fun, but there's not a runner out there that hasn't had some injury. And as a runner for the last 30 years, 
You know, I'm, I'm a hundred percent. My goal is pain-free, but I've, I've done it. I've tripped over a rock running. I've stepped off a curb. I've had a calf pull just racing up a hill. You know, I mean, we do things and then it's, how do we come back and how do we come back even stronger? That's what I can help you with. Okay, guys, we hope you uh, have enjoyed our podcast. And if you do, we hope you'll give us five stars, write us a great review, share it with your friends, um, whether they like running or not. As you know, I talk a lot about non-running things. I talk about life and how it kind of can affect us in so many different ways. Our, our mind is a very, very powerful tool. So I hope you will share our podcast. That's how we get to, uh, get moved up in the rankings so more people can find us. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runrx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runrx.fit. 